I'm Ashley Salem, culture and heritage reporter for Noise. And I'm Emily Chen Newton, vice president of Noise. You're listening to the Melee Podcast, a collaboration between Figure Podcast and Noise Omaha, bringing you conversations and stories centering the experiences of Nebraskans of color. Today, Ashley and I are going to be talking about a new documentary film that showed as part of the Omaha Film Festival last week, and that you can stream online until April 10th by going to the Omaha Film Festival website. And you can find the information to navigate there by clicking the calendar tab at the top of noiseomaha.com. The film is called From the Hood to the Holler which follows the political campaign of Kentucky's Charles Booker in his race against the Democratic establishment's chosen candidate, Amy McGrath, in 2020. So this was just the primary, which of course was to choose the candidate to run against Mitch McConnell. So I'm actually from Kentucky, which is why I'm joining Ashley to talk about this film. So I'm going to start by saying that Mitch has been in this position in Kentucky for my entire life. So anyone attempting to unseat him is a big deal, let alone Charles Booker, a black man from the West End of Louisville, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And the West End is equivalent to North Omaha? Yeah, right. Okay. So before we get started, Ashley, I wanted to ask you, do you know what a holler is? I do not. Okay, so this came up the other day talking to our graphic designer for coming up with the image for this podcast, and, and she thought it was just like a reference to like to holler at someone. So, and then we're like, oh, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Like it's, it's, it's a geographic thing. It's a location. So basically it's this space between two mountains or two hills, and it can really, it can either, it's a feeling. It's not just a space, it's a feeling. It can make you feel really warm and protected in these old, old Appalachian mountains. Um, or it can sometimes make you feel closed off from the rest of the world. It's both. It's both and. And so that's a reference to the most rural parts of Kentucky, and then the hood is obviously a reference to the most urban parts of Kentucky. And then the unique thing about Charles Booker's campaign is that he reached people from, like, he didn't just go there, but he reached and resonated with people in the most rural parts and in the most urban parts. Yes. Which is what they focused on, obviously, in the film. Mm -hmm. So... Do you have like what what stood what what stood out to you? Oh my goodness! So, in this documentary, there was a mural that was called the Phoenix House, and the Phoenix House. Oh yeah yeah yeah! Like so, it was it was the mural on the outside of the building. Yes yeah. yes mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. and they they called it the Phoenix House, and it was just a beautiful visual and something that Mr. Booker said. You can no longer read the words. Um, it's very faint. And I feel like that stands to what he was going to begin to uncover in the documentary, being that he had to reinvent uh, how he approached certain people, certain situations. I mean, it's not really a spoiler because, yeah. I mean, it's it's two years later. So we all know he did. So he did not get the he did not win the primary. Um, but like, that's not the end. So it's not washed away. It's not done. Like, even if you can't read the words anymore on the mural uh, painted on the side of the Phoenix house, even if he didn't actually win the election, like he started something that is still happening. Exactly. Another great moment, you know, Charles Booker was talking about his mom being brought up by a single mother. He was talking about the things that he's seen his mother, how she took care of him. One moment in particular, he was talking about a common occurrence would be for him and his mother to eat dinner together. 
But there was maybe a three or four day span where instead of her sitting next to him, she was saying, okay, your, your food is ready. And then she would go do something else. And he would ask her like, well, mom, why aren't you sitting down? She was like, oh, I have to go take care of something. And by the fourth day, he was really, really aggravated. Like, And she eventually told him, I'm not sitting down to eat dinner with you um, because there's not enough food for both of us. And it just makes me think about definitely motherhood and the things that you would do for your children. Yeah, and actually when I was watching the film, I was hoping that we would get to talk about this moment because you are a mother. And I was wondering if that, like how that resonated for you, just the whole, not even just one moment in the film, but the the relationship between he and his mother is a theme that we see throughout the film. And so I kept thinking about you when I was watching that part of it, or when I was watching the movie. Um, And also shout out to our podcast last month. We did an homage to Black motherhood. So listen to that if you haven't already. But yeah, can you speak to that a little bit more just about how the relationship between him and his mother resonated with you throughout? Yes, yes. His mother supported him, you know, all the way through his um, his run, his candidacy, and um, obviously in his in his youth, he speaks so fondly of her that the lessons that she she taught him. Um, he even said in the film that that particular instance um, of recalling when his mother put her own needs aside to make sure that he was able to eat, that that helped him like shape his motivation to pursue the things that he wanted to pursue and do well. He wanted to make her proud. He wanted to make sure that he he did well in life. Um, as far as a mother, being a mother myself, that definitely resonated with me because I will do anything and everything that I can do for my little one. And Charles's kids are also part of the film not just him him being a kid but then he has two at the start of the film and then there's a third on the way baby justice (laughs) baby justice yes um so so parenting raising raising our kids right is is a theme that we see throughout the film yes but what were your favorite Mm. emily so many so many and the film for me is really broken up into thirds i would say into into three chunks the beginning is they really start to set it up for you that that you know the impact is that this literally went from the hood to the hollers and um and you say hoods too it's not just louisville that's urban so but it went from the most urban to the most rural parts and they set that up for you at the very beginning and then the middle chunk is when it's the fight, you know, yeah. and you see him just like going the distance that people that you don't see other candidates doing. You see him out in the rainstorms. You see him like trying to navigate weird hot spots on their phones in the van when they're driving through rural parts of Kentucky, like trying to do uh, interviews with big TV stations and stuff like that, like trying to find an, an internet signal in, in the holler. And he's just going the distance that you don't see people typically going to reach all parts of Kentucky. I mean, it would be equivalent to if we had a political candidate who really went like from North Omaha to like Chimney Rock. Out, yeah. Like, do you even know where that is? Could you find Chimney Rock on a map, Ashley? I could not. <laughs> 
No, exactly. So it would like it would be if you saw somebody crossing that amount of geography and trying to genuinely reach those people. Yeah. Um, and and so that that seems like the third chunk or the 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 middle chunk, and then the third chunk is the chunk that I cried for the entire time. Um, because that is when you see the possibility of like what was so great and all the hope that I feel like so many of us had, like end of 2020, that it was like, oh my God, all of this, like this, this feels really different. The end of 2020 was this, like, it was still, we had so much adrenaline and it was still like in the midst of trauma for so many people, but also felt really hopeful. And I felt like that kind of resurgence, that's like when noise was like really, really like starting to churn, you know, and we're like, we're, we're, we're in it, we're doing it, we're making it happen. And then like, not as much changed as we wanted. It's a new chapter, but it's not really a new book. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely know what you're saying. And, and even though, you know, like we mentioned earlier, um, this was just the primary and we all know that, you know, it he didn't win you are like rooting for the oh my family. god i know i know it, like i know the way it ends you and know? still i'm like no yeah, we're so yeah, close yeah <laughs> and, um, yeah i mean i honestly i just felt like as a person viewing the documentary and getting to know you know more about charles booker and how you know what's important to him his family um the places and the stories that he was extremely vulnerable in um, you know, even shedding tears. Oh, you mean like vulnerable in his personhood? In his personhood. Okay, I was also thinking of like places where black people might not want to go in Kentucky. He was vulnerable in that too. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I feel like I just absolutely fell in love with his humanity. He started something. He got more people to come out and vote and like, you know, across this geographic range that was just unheard of. And he now has a bid for U.S. Senate to take the seat of Rand Paul. So it's not over. It it is another chapter. Um, I want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier about From the Hood to the Holler as far as how his impact, his vision, um, his perspective, you know, touched so many people. And they were talking about, like, you know, him being on the ground and being very visible and in the protests and, you know, his heart being there, like, not just to, you know, hand out some business cards, but, like, literally being in that moment with everybody that he cared about, that he could feel that experience. And they asked Amy McGrath, um, you know, what she thought about it and if she had, had, had gone. And her response was that, no, she didn't go, that she had some things that she was doing with her family and that she said, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And is that really where people need to be right now? And I know, Emily, I've talked to you before um, about, you know, how some people, they don't care unless it's them. And this type of response from Amy, um, it made me think about that. It made me think about um, that she didn't possibly feel any connection to that. And I think that that has worked in the past, that like separating people into categories, whether it be because of race, religion, whatever, um, in Kentucky has worked as a political strategy, and this was different. I mean, in so many ways, 2020 was different. And so Charles Booker was not going to play by those rules. And, And there's a phrase, I think they say it in the movie, 
If not, like, it's just a phrase that's, like, pretty commonly known. Like, nobody cares what color you are in the mines. Yeah, they did say that. And again, like, the, the similarities between Nebraska and Kentucky and between Omaha specifically and Louisville, there are people in both communities who for so long have felt like they don't have representation over themselves, whether that is in the workforce, in the media, fill in the blank. Um, but that he was able to call on that common human experience of feeling misrepresented, uh, underrepresented. And that same thing was happening. That common human experience was being called upon in 2020 in rural Kentucky to bring out people in the streets in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. And he saw that happening. I mean, he wasn't the one who made that happen, right? But he was part of it. And he also, like, jumped on and used, used that. Like, wait a second. We are way more similar than we are different. And especially when you look at places like these most extremes, the hood and the holler, like these are populations where people have been looked over, misrepresented or just not represented, not allowed to speak for themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's there is danger. In my opinion, there is danger when we compartmentalize things. So um, I like the analogy that you present about... um, everything, we're all the same color in the minds, or how did you say that? Like, nobody cares what color yeah, you are. Yeah, nobody cares what color yeah. you are Something in the along minds. those lines. Yeah. I don't remember the exact quote, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we could go on forever. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack, as to use an Ashley phrase. Yes. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and uh, tell everyone about other films that are available. Th- this is a list that was sent to us from the Omaha Film Festival, um, some films that our audience would be particularly interested in. You can also see these listed on our website. If you click on the content tab and then the podcast tab, you can find this episode there with all of the links that you might need. Um, you can also click on the calendar tab on the top of the noiseomaha.com page and find all this information there. But uh, go ahead and hit us with the rest of these films. I think there's four. Yep. There is four. Um, the first one we were provided is Free Renty, Lanier vs. Harvard. Then there is Shine Service, One Pint at a Time, and of course, From the Hood to the Holler. So you can go onto their website and figure out either if you want to buy a festival pass that lets you see all of them or you can rent them. I think it's $7 if you do um, an individual rental. Yes. Yeah. All right. Want to sign us out, Ashley? All right. This has been Ashley Salem, culture and heritage reporter for Noise. And Emily Chen Newton, vice president of Noise. And you've been listening to Melee, a collaboration between Figure Podcasts and Noise Omaha. For more podcasts, go to figurepodcast.com. And for more noise, go to noiseomaha.com. I know, like, I know the way it ends, and still I'm like, no, we're so close. Yeah.